When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. We are into the month of July here on Hale Varsity Radio. We are also into the name, image, and likeness era of college sports. Lots to talk about today. It's not Chris Schmidt. It's Elijah Herbal uh, in filling in for Chris as he is out for the rest of the weekend, taking a little bit of a uh, an extended 4th of July break, watching his son play some baseball. Saw him this morning playing some golf with his mom. So, uh, Chris... Clearly enjoying his uh, few days off. Uh, He'll be back in on Tuesday. Um, He reminded you yesterday before he left, no show Saturday, no show Monday for the 4th of July. So it's uh, me and Will Wilson taking you through today. I'll be in tomorrow as well on Hale Varsity Radio, and then we'll talk to you again Tuesday. But as I said, name, image, and likeness era is here in college football. We'll spend a lot of the show on it as it is uh, all quiet on the athletic director front at the University of Nebraska right now. Uh, we know Pollard seems like he said no, still no developments uh, into Ed Stewart. Could the Huskers be looking for uh, for other options nationwide? Is the search firm doing their thing? We don't really know, uh, so we can't really report on anything. But we do have a, a pretty momentous day today as college athletes can finally make a profit while they're playing some college sports. Numbers to get in today, 402 for or excuse me, I already messed up the number. It's we're, all good. We're, we're it what? happens. We're what, three minutes into it here. No, let's, it's all good. Let's reset. 402-466-3776. Again, that's 402-466-3776 or 1-800-825-5865. It's Will Wilson sitting in alongside me. You just heard him. Uh, you find him on Twitter at Willie on the radio. Will. How's this lovely Thursday been treating you? Oh, man, uh, everything is just peachy. Everything is just peachy. I've been uh, moving stuff out of my house. Uh, move out day is tomorrow. You know how it is. Terrible time. Everything's okay. How are you, man? I'm good. Where, where are you off to? Is it back to the parents' basement or you got, it is, uh, got a new pad? Uh, I am happy and proud to make this big announcement that I am uh, moving back in with my parents. So uh, thank you to everyone who has helped me along the way. And uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, you know, I'll work hard for you guys. So thank you. I made it. Well, that just means you can uh, spend less time making rent money and more time analyzing sports doing your thing, right? Like, yeah. Thank you for finding the uh, golden light here. Thank you. My brother, actually, he's like 24 uh, just moved in with his wife a few weeks ago um moved out of his so he was like moved out after college living out in his own for like a uh, year and a half two years and he went nah this whole rent thing i'm not a fan of that i moved back in with my dad and I, i'm getting it now i'm getting it as uh as it's graduation time i'm like yo, hey man yo dad i i heard ben just vacated that room they offered my parents offered and i took it so uh yeah i'm with you man save some money pay off some loans 
And uh, if only we were athletes, Elijah, three years ago at the University of Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, you if know, someone we, would have told me like five years ago that I could profit off my name, image, and likeness, I'd probably be an athlete right now. Wouldn't it be great? <laughs> I mean, honestly, and you know, we can get into it. This is, I'm honestly kind of jealous, aren't you? I know uh, the athletes. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. I, I'm not athletic as hell. I mean, I I don't play sports. I'm just saying, I'm jealous that because uh, this is awesome. This is great. Nil. Well, well, I need to send some texts around and see and see how much these uh, these like athletes are actually making per post. I know you can kind of see it on Open Doors, but I kind of want to see like what it actually looks in an athlete's checkbook because they have their their, their living uh, stipends from the university on top of what they're going to be getting from endorsement. So I wonder if they're going to be looking at. I mean, what what are we talking? Are we talking? They're making enough. Uh, it's like a, it's like a part time job during college. Are we talking? They're making enough that it's like a full time job after college. Are they setting up their life after college? I, I mean, are we talking six figures here, five figures here? I just want to know what we're talking. Well, um, of course, it all depends. It all depends. Um, that one girl over at LSU, <laughs> the gymnastics uh, girl. I can't think of her name right now. Uh, but she's gonna be. They're saying she could be making a million by the end of the day. Elijah. Well, I mean, she has five million followers on her uh, her TikTok and her Instagram combined. Combined, yep. Um, I, I saw her name and I looked her up and she's gorgeous. She's, she's gorgeous. She's a 10, yes. First things first. That woman is absolutely gorgeous. She is going to be raking in the money. Yeah. Um, but she's got a huge following. Uh, Olivia Dunn from LSU, Olivia the gymnast. Dunn. Yeah. Uh, from her Instagram, 1.1 million followers and 3.8 million on her TikTok. Yep. And we saw Lexi's son uh, last night post her new uh, clothing line for volleyball teams it's, mm-hmm. you can go there and buy apparel for volleyball teams which is a damn good idea you see uh you know list of top 10 athletes who are going to profit off nil she was on that list and this is out of all athletes in the country lexi son was top 10 she's gonna be very successful in this oh for sure um before we get too deep into name image and likeness i do want to take a few seconds here to talk about mississippi state's run in the college world series Mm -hmm. um i'm sure will bedner is sore today i'm sore today actually you want to hear a quick story before we get into this what happened to you um so nothing happened to me it was a choice i made and that was uh i went uh to the ymca uh, with my buddy Trevor. You know Trevor. I know Trevor, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Trevor... Not, not very good at basketball. <laughs> not very good at basketball at all, but he thinks he's great. Um, so do you. Wow. <laughs> wow, man. <laughs> oh, jeez. Derailed me completely. Yeah, you know, I know. Relax. I know. I know. We're all terrible out there playing. We um, all suck. But I, I went to the Y with Trevor because Trevor grew up as a big swimmer. He was always in like, all the meets, big competitive swimmer, swam in high school. Okay. I want to say his relay team like uh, medaled his senior year at the uh, the state tournament. Wow. Really good swimmer. I was like, Trevor, I, I've been on a diet and workout plan. I'm tired of the running. Do you think you could take me through a swim workout? Because I know he's also been back in the, the weight room and getting working out again recently. Yeah. And I was like, and he's like, oh, yeah, sure. It sounds awesome. I've been wanting to get back in the pool. And that was where I should have been concerned. What a swimmer thing to say. But he, I, I show up and he's got this whole workout planned. He's like, yeah, we're going to do this and this and this. I'm like, awesome. He's like, but first, let's start off with the warm up. Um, and it was just like a few down and backs in the pool, like switching up the different strokes you're doing. And uh, I was like, all right, that wasn't too bad. And uh, we, we actually get into the workout and I'm like, I'm getting tired. And then he looks at me and says, all right, we finished up the warm up, man. Yeah, <laughs> let's get into the workout. Oh, and man. I went. I thought we were done. So I am just. I was. I've using muscles I've never used before. Um, not never used before, Are but you like, a good swimmer at least. I mean, I did swim lessons as a kid, but I haven't used like. But you could tell if you're generally a good swimmer. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm a. I'm a fine swimmer. I. I, I okay. know enough that I won't drown if I go out swimming. All right. 
right? Which I, I, that's a pretty low bar, but also considering I mean, how many people die every single year from drownings, like I think that's that's a good bar to be at. Yeah, it is. It is. I just I get lazy, and I just, I yeah, I get lazy. You know, my paddle. my ideal day at the lake or in the pool involves no swimming. It involves me standing there with my feet firmly planted on the bottom with a beer in my hand. Yeah, that, that's what like I don't need to swim. Yeah, <laughs> or on a boat. Now yeah, that's where I like to be. But Will Bedner, what a performance last night! I'm sure he's sore because on three days rest, came out pitched 90 plus. Uh, hitless innings had a no hitter going uh, into the or through six innings going into the seventh. Uh, wouldn't matter as Vandy could only muster one run. One, um, yeah, one run. Sorry, excuse me, excuse me. No runs no, on one hit. Yeah, one hit. Yeah, it was yeah. in the eighth inning. I think they got the hit. Yeah, it was just like complete. Like Vandy just looked down and out last night. From the moment that NC, or, uh, Mississippi State jumped on him, it just looked over. And then the, the home field advantage, I'm going to put it in quotation marks, the home field advantage of Mississippi State was incredible. It was the highest attendance we've ever seen at a College World Series. That was the mo- or the highest attendance we've seen at a College World Series finals game. Uh, just over 24,000 people in there in a stadium that holds 24,000. I'm not sure how the math works on that, especially with no general admission out in the outfield. But Mississippi State fans showed up in droves. I couldn't afford a ticket. I couldn't afford a ticket for the whole championship series, which I think shows just the dedication of these Mississippi State fans. And they got to see their first ever national championship in any team sport. Well, and also there, there may be an issue in there with the tickets, but we won't get in there uh, right now. You're not, not going to air your qualms with Ticketmaster right now? No, I'm <laughs> just saying at some point I think we need to chill on the whole uh, scalping and pricing thing. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I I agree, man. Yeah, home field advantage. It looked great for Mississippi State fans. I the thought that in congrats to him first national championship in any sport that is mind blowing. Considering Nebraska football has won five, mm-hmm. they haven't won one in anything. Think about that for a sec. I mean, they've had some good baseball teams. They have had some good football teams there. That uh, that football team a few years ago with Dak at quarterback yeah. was number one in the country for a while, yep. and they didn't end up making it to the BCS title game. I think they lost to. Auburn that year I could be completely wrong on that their one baseball team was runner-up just what five years ago I mean their baseball team has become almost a staple in uh in the college world series sure. it, it feels like every single year I, I I'm hoping to see Ole Miss up there and nope it's Mississippi State yep that's cool because the Miss the people of Mississippi are awesome people um they kind of remind me of the the people of Nebraska in terms of how passionate they are about college sports with no professional sports down there um very nice people uh they care a lot and, and I like the Mississippi fans uh, and that's why I think this is so hmm. like interesting this is why this makes me happy is because Mississippi State fans remind me of like a tortured Nebraska fan you just who, gave me a different outlook on Mississippi I like it. a good a good one well they're called the hospitality state for a reason Interesting. Well, you know, like the college sports thing that mm. that kind of opened my eyes a little bit. Yeah. Well, and that, that's why there's that huge rivalry between Ole Miss and Mississippi State because it's well, it's kind of a two thing. It's a class thing where Ole Miss has all the the rich doctors and lawyers, kids from all across the entire South going to Ole Miss, and Mississippi State is like those down home Southern boys that are that are down at Mississippi State, like the people who went to Mississippi high schools, yeah. like uh, worked their way to get into college. Like that's Mississippi State, and that's why they cannot stand Ole Miss because it's it's their. Uh, for me, it was the difference between Southeast and then Southwest or East. Did Ole Miss lose their uh, regional? Lost their super regional. Uh. So they got they got close. Southern Miss gave them a test in the in the regional, and then they ended up losing their regional to Arizona. Gotcha. The only thought here's here's my thought on, on the whole series. Let me ask you a question. Going back two nights ago to game two, if Vanderbilt starts Kumar, do you think they are champions right now? In game two, I'm talking game two. If they started Kumar, mm-hmm. do you think they would have won that night? 
Well, you got to think that Kumar was also only on three days rest. But then I look at the, the pitching performance of Bednar, and I go, well, I guess three days rest. I mean, when you're in college, you got that elastic arm. I guess you can just go out there and throw pitches. Why not throw your ace? I mean, I, I know they Especially did. Especially when, when they had the momentum. Because as soon as they lost that momentum in game two, exactly. I wasn't so sure about game three. But now I look back and I go like, yeah, they just lost all momentum in game two. They looked, I mean, they looked defeated from the moment Mississippi State put up the first run last night. And I said this earlier today, and I, I don't know what went down. I don't know what the coach's game plan was. To me, it looks like Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt went into game two thinking, okay, if we win, great. If we lose, doesn't matter. We still have one more game to get it done. We might as well just rest Kumar one more day, make sure he's fine. You know, they were basically saying, who cares about this game too, Elijah? That's what it looks like to me. I think they should have gone all in on game two and just win it right then and there instead of just, you know, soft footing around. And look what happened. You gave Miss, uh, you know, Mississippi State the momentum, and you got trounced. You only got one hit. Yikes. I mean, and you, you gave up nine with Rocker on the mound. That, that's the thing to me is when I was thinking about it on Tuesday, I was looking at it and going, if I'm Vandy's coach here, I think I, you go for it in game two. And if uh, you're in a, a situation, it's a one-run, two-run game, you put in Kamar Rocker as a reliever, let him get his experience in, a, in the, the championship series. But I think it also means something to be a starter in a, a championship series in Omaha. It, there's there's a, a certain title to that saying I was the starter for the elimination game in Omaha and I think you want to give it to arguably your best pitcher I mean I I think Jack Leiter's better but I mean Kamar Rocker's been there ace for forever too and he's been their stud in postseason yeah so I I, remember didn't he throw a no-hitter at the CWS a few years ago yeah that was that was the year they won it 2019 yeah I mean that's two years ago yeah it's talking to what you're saying I mean I don't know it's too bad I mean it's it is kind of funny though Elijah how uh, I remember I picked Vandy. I was like, yeah, I mean, obviously they're looking great. And uh, the whistler goes down. I puts a smile on my face. He's going to have a YouTube channel by next week. And also, while we're here, friend of the show, uh, Triple B Printing, apparently made a boatload off of his Band the Vandy Whistler shirts Good. at the College World Series. Those were everywhere. Good for you, BBB. Yeah. Um, we spent way too much time in the College World Series now and have forsaken our time for name, image, and likeness. We've got Aaron Sorensen coming up next segment, though. We'll talk uh, to her. To talk in name, image, Perfect. and likeness. And we still have two, two and a half minutes here to, to keep talking name, image, and likeness. We've got Aaron Sorensen. She's been the authority for Hale Varsity on name, image, and likeness. We'll be talking to her next segment. We also have Brandon Vogel coming up next hour as uh, we're going to sit down with Brandon to talk a little bit more of the AD and some of the name, image, and likeness stuff. And coming up at 540, uh, we got... Uh, Danny Birkin to give us his best bets for the weekend. We'll be talking a little NBA, a little NHL, maybe even the match with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Wow. That's coming up with, uh, with Danny Burke next hour. But um, before we get out of here, the, the main theme for name image like this for me has just been a little bit of confusion. Is it, would you say that's fair just in terms of what is permissible, what isn't permissible? Like, um, like we're seeing, like what we're seeing right now, you're saying is confusing? I'm not saying it's confusing, but it, chaos. Chaos is a better word. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's, I mean, it's the wild, wild west of college sports right now. It is. It's like you open the gate and you're having all of your sheep just run wild and eating all the grass that they want. In other words, the athletes going out and making all the money they want. I mean, yeah, every single tweet you're seeing today is a new athlete getting a new deal, and it's it's amazing. It's it's monumental. You talk a lot of people, uh, twenty years, thirty years older than you and I, Elijah. They would have told you they never thought this would happen. I mean, hell, Dabo Sweeney said. 
two years ago, he would quit yeah. if, if players pay, got paid. That's been dug up a lot today, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that goes to show that a lot of people thought it would never happen. He wouldn't have said that if he didn't think it would ever happen, right? I mean, yeah. So I, I'm just saying, it is a monumental day. It's history. I, I cannot believe that athletes were ever not able to make money off their own talent, their own hobby, themselves. Mind-blowing. And I'm very happy that they get to do it now. But now it's power to the players coming. Could we be getting actual uh, NCAA players in the new NCAA football game? Could we be getting uh, NCAA baseball game back? The, oh. N- the NCAA basketball game back? I know this is where I go as a, as a millennial. I'm going straight into video games. But like these video games, were the they were defined by childhood. Every single summer is, oh, that new NCAA football game comes out on July. I think it was July 31st. Every single year it came out. And I go, ooh, here it comes. Listen, I know the, nothing will ever beat the NCAA football game. But you're right. The NCAA baseball game, very underrated. MVP baseball. That was good stuff. Uh, we also have more good stuff coming up later in the show. We've got Aaron Sorensen coming up next segment, as well as Brandon Vogel next hour, Danny Burke. That's all coming up on Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HaleVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back in on a Thursday, it's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. It's Elijah Herbal alongside Will Wilson as we're filling in for Chris Schmidt this 4th of July weekend. As I got a lot to talk about with uh, Nebraska in the search for a new athletic director, uh, Mississippi State winning the College World Series last night, and now a new era of college sports has been ushered in with name, image, and likeness. We're excited to welcome in the deputy editor of Hale Varsity Magazine. That's Erin Sorensen. You can find her on Twitter at Aaron Sorensen and uh, Aaron when you're looking at this day as a whole it feels like it's been a long time coming just how exciting is this for you to be able to see this change in college sports this day I am still kind of my head is reeling I I feel I can't believe we're here I mean we've been kind of talking about this anyone who's been following um, the potential of name image and likeness I'm, I'm really not kidding it's been kind of you know side discussions for nearly a decade now. It really started to steamroll within the last few years, and then, of course, within the last year and a half as states, the last two years, I should say, as states started to pass legislation, really forcing the NCAA's hand on this. But, yeah, it's hard to believe that this day has come because, like I said, it just really didn't feel like we were going to get here when you look back on how long this has really taken to get to this moment. And, and why do you think that now is the time this is happening? I mean, people have been calling for this. I mean, I even remember, like, there were people saying Reggie Bush, like, whenever he got all his uh, his Heisman uh, taken away from him and all his, uh, his suspensions and whatnot, or fines, I should say. And uh, people were saying, well, this is a broke college student who's just trying to do the best for his family. Uh, and, and stuff didn't get changed back then. So why is it coming now in 2021? Well, you know, I think the states really forced the NCAA's hand. I think if states had not started to pass legislation, so if states like California, Florida, and even Nebraska had not started to move toward allowing this for student-athletes. I, I mean, in the state of Nebraska, for instance, one of the state senators who really, this, this is hers that she pushed was Megan Hunt. She 
was adamant. She even said this morning, or I think it was last night, that when she was drafting the legislation, she had someone like Lexi's son in mind. And if the states had not really pushed this, I think the NCAA would have been very comfortable just, you know, continuing to listen to people complain, but not actually do anything about it. The NCAA, I mean, waited until the absolute 11th hour to even do anything on their end. We did not get any kind of formal, here's what the NCAA is going to allow until Wednesday. And that was from an emergency, like, quick session to essentially get something out in the in light of the fact that there's no federal legislation, which is what the NCAA really, truly wanted. So there's still going to be a lot of confusion, and there's going to be some frustrating, you know, bumps in the road. But I think in the end it will be worth it because, yes, Especially when it comes to recruiting, there will be some questions that have yet to be answered. Legis- federal legislation would certainly help streamline things. But, again, the NCAA really, really kept kicking the can down the road, not wanting to deal with this. And I don't think would have, again, if states had not decided, you know, we're just going to handle this ourselves. We're going to pass the legislation, and you can either can get on board and join us, or we're going to leave you behind. And the NCAA doesn't really like to be told what to do, but I'd say in the last year they're finding out especially that people are really tired of them not stepping up when they need to. So, yeah, I, I think if, if the states had not pushed as hard as they would, we would not be sitting here today having this discussion. I think the NCAA would have been very comfortable just letting things operate as it had and never really looking at a model that allows student-athletes to profit off of their name, image, and likeness. We're talking to Aaron Sorensen. I agree. It's truly a monumental day. And my question to you, Aaron, is, I mean, obviously it's going to be a learning curve, right? I mean, a lot of learning to do for athletes and everyone involved. Um, my question to you is, is there anything that concerns you? You know, Are you thinking about anything that can maybe possibly happen here in the future that scares you a little bit? Nothing really scares me. I think the one thing I'm a little bit concerned about is the recruiting piece of it. For instance, Texas as a state came forward today and said that they will not allow recruits to do any there can't be any kind of nil participation from recruits and it's a little unclear when that changes if it's when they become a signee when they officially enroll i there's some things i'm still myself trying to read through but these are all very different from one state to the next i know at one point the ncaa was having discussions about recruits being able to participate in NIL activities as long as those were disclosed and obviously not allowing for any of the pay-for-play. So if a booster, for instance, said to a recruit, if you come to Nebraska, we can promise you endorsement deals for the four or five years that you're in attendance, wink, wink. Now, some of those things can always happen. The NCAA has obviously known that under-the-table deals have happened in recruiting for a long time. What concerns me here is less of that because, again, if you're trying to make a promise to recruit, that is that is not a benefit that you can offer. So that would be a big no-no. You could get into some serious trouble. But I, I'm more concerned about the clarity and that you're going to have one state thinking, well, we can do this, another state thinking, well, we can do that. A lot of this falls on the NCAA, again, waiting as long as it did to actually do anything about this. Um, so if there's going to be some hiccups. And I, I think I worry more about people when these hiccups come immediately throwing their hands up and going, well, this was a mistake. It absolutely wasn't. There's going to be some growing pains, especially when it comes to the recruiting element. 
I hear people when they talk about those concerns. I definitely have them, too. I just don't think it's going to be as monumental in that sense as some people have kind of alluded to. I would say let's just give it a little bit of time before we start to, you know, anticipate problems that may or may not come about. Yeah, we're talking with Aaron Sorensen here, and Aaron, it's like this rule isn't even official yet. I mean, I don't think anyone's expecting that. I mean, once the NCA is given this power down, I don't think they're going to pull it back. Um, but the, the rule isn't official yet. So, do you see any changes coming between how how the uh, the rule is written right now, allowing these students to profit off a name, image, and likeness, and what could eventually be the the final bill, or is this pretty close to what we think we're going to see? I think it's pretty close. I think there'll be some changes, and I think those growing pains are going to show us where they need to be maybe rethought. And part of it is because right now with the state legislation or the states that don't have legislation where the schools are sort of acting as the the rule maker right now, there's going to be all kinds of, for instance, this is a totally interesting example to me, but was reading Nebraska's policy, and, you know, it, it, everything on it makes sense. Like, no adult entertainment, no um, beer, wine, spirits, no tobacco. Um, they, they make a list of things where I'm like, okay, that all makes perfect sense to me. But when you look at BYU's policy, BYU has no coffee. No one at BYU can do any sponsorships with coffee. Now, if you're Mormon, you do not drink coffee. That is not, that is something that the Mormon faith, they do not drink coffee, or at least not a stout Mormon. Um, so I found that interesting because what if somebody goes to BYU that isn't Mormon but wants to have an endorsement deal with Folgers or gets, you know, asked, can you drink this cup of coffee? Like, that's going to be the interesting part is when a school has a certain value or a school has a certain um, expectation that it says this thing is not allowed or it is. That's where I think we're going to have to see a little bit more streamlining across the board because it'll be in, because there's nothing stopping the schools right now or the states from writing essentially their own legislation that makes certain rules. But if you go across the state line, it's not the same there. Or even if you go up the road to a different school, it's not the same there. So I think we're pretty close, but I think you're going to see a little bit more uniformity or at least I hope so, because then that should even things out, which would also then eliminate some of the, I think, frustration and concern that a lot of fans have right now. We're talking to Aaron Sorensen. So is, is there anything that's going to be coming next? I know a lot of people are talking about Reggie Bush, um, but if I remember right, didn't he get in trouble for improper uh, benefits, Aaron? Yeah, I was reading. He, he had something out this morning um, asking for his records and his Heisman to be um, reinstated. And, yes, I can't remember the specifics of it, but it was improper benefits. It kind of reminds me of, um, well, three hours ago, he said I never cheated this game. Um, so <laughs> I'm I'm trying to see what um, he did exactly. If, if anyone, if you hear me typing, it's because I'm now trying to remember that myself. But, yeah, I mean, that's the – okay, so he re- received $200,000 in um, basically – I believe he received, like, a, a loan, if, if I remember correctly, uh, in benefits. And long story short, if somebody else knows way better than I – I just remember it was a big deal. But, I mean, think about this one, too. Eric Crouch was investigated by the NCAA for a $4 ham sandwich and, like, a $13 plane right. ride. 
to western Nebraska, or like into central Nebraska, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, there are some that were so small where it's like, was this worth it in the long run? Was it worth to suspend him for a period of time from a yeah. team for that? So I, I understand Reggie Bush's situation was much different than that and a little bit more substantial, but um, he has always held the belief that he didn't do anything wrong. And so it'll be interesting to see if there's any like retroactive, anything that happens retroactively there. So, so can any, is anything going to happen with improper benefits? Like is anything new announcements going to come? Like, you know, can athletes get some sort of benefit here soon? Is anything going to change with that? So there's still, there's still benefits that are impermissible. So like some things like the pay for play that cannot happen. No one can like, for instance, like you cannot be given any kind of bonus for, um, you know, if you are a, a baseball, softball player and you bat over 400, like you cannot be given money for like your performance. Um, you cannot be paid for play. And so those are still there. Those are still very much written into the rule book as far as what isn't allowed. So anything that is like, that's the thing with this. NIL is very much like, it's a job, essentially. It is the ability to profit off of your name, your image, your likeness. I I think the thing that people sometimes gloss over with this is that the NCAA was not allowing, if you were a musician and you wanted to go get booked at a venue so you could play for a crowd and charge money, you could not do that previously. You could not open an Etsy shop and set and sell anything that you create, despite that feeling very much to me like a part-time job. It does not matter. It was a, it was something that the NCAA did not allow. You can do those things now. You cannot just have somebody walk up to you and be like, I'm going to give you a hundred thousand dollars for being at this university. There has to be a trade of Essentially, there has to be something that they're paying you for. Now, I'm sure there will be a booster out there who will try to cheat the system and say, I'm having an event at my house. I would like you to do a public, um, you know, show up for this event and I'll pay you this amount of money. They still have to disclose all of this, though. So if, if things start to look a little bit fishy, I'm sure there will be people looking into it. But that's the thing here. Everything still has to be disclosed to the university. So we kind of said this in the hill of our female bag. If you're going to do that, if you're going to be that person, like we've seen boosters do things all along that they shouldn't have been doing, don't get caught because <laughs> that's not going to be fun no matter what. So there are still rules and there will still be guidelines that they have to follow that, no, you can't just be paid for playing. You, it's a legitimate thing you have to be paid for actually doing something. There she is, Hale Varsity Magazine's definitive, authoritative source on all things name, image, and likeness, Erin Sorensen. You can find her on Twitter. to be. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can find her on Twitter, at Erin Sorensen. That's where you can find all her name, image, and likeness work. Erin, thanks for the time today. Of course. Thank you so much. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Yeah, you just heard the intro there. I would advise you against uh, emailing the show today just because that is Chris's email, and I don't think it's getting to me while he's on his day off. You never know with Chris. That is one of the hardest working men in uh, Nebraska uh, sports reporting um so yeah. may- maybe he'll 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 forward it to me but that those are the numbers you can get in to contact us 402-466-3776-1-800-825-5865 you could tweet at me elijah herbal at herbal essences on twitter and will at willie on the radio is where you find him 
And uh, and Will, Aaron brought up a, an interesting point there uh, in that interview there. We, we were talking Reggie Bush. We'll get into that. But she mentioned the the things that these Husker athletes are not allowed to promote and sponsor. Uh, of course. Uh, I, I mean, the, the classics, drugs, alcohol, um, tobacco. Um, you can't do any uh, adult entertainment, adult contact. So so that means so you can't- no OnlyFans. No OnlyFans, can't promote Pornhub, none of that. And, uh, well, while, while I know what you're asking, saying to yourself, uh, who would ever want to do that, uh, let me just say money will make anybody do anything. Yeah, if <laughs> they come in with those, those big money offers. like if you, if you think nobody would ever do it, uh, there is an athlete out there that would promote Pornhub. Yeah, just 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 to get their it own. Would happen, uh, yes, I mean, yeah, I mean, think about the that would just go viral. Like, and I think it would be clout. It would be yeah, they would be popular. Yeah, it would work. Oh, it would work great. So I, I think it's it's great that there's the guidelines and they're kind of protects uh, the university's image. But here's here. here's the thing though. You mentioned alcohol, okay? Mm-hmm. But there, yeah, you saw the McGowan's podcast yes. today was sponsored by a bar. Tanner's Two bars. Bar and, I, I I shouldn't be saying it because that's free advertising. Well, uh, no, but Tanner's Bar and Grill and and then the tavern uh, something else that. Uh, Something numbers numbers. Uh, nonetheless, go to Tavern on the Square. Way better, way, way better place. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so let's get into that. You, it says they can't advertise or sponsor alcohol, uh, but a bar is sponsoring their podcast. I feel like that's a direct, uh, you know. Well, I mean, the thing is, is like Tanner's is also they also have the restaurant it's a, and they have yeah great fried chicken, great it, wings. It, it is good. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, but. I guess that's probably got to be where the, the the difference is, is that the fact that this is like a restaurant, whereas I, like if Budweiser came in with the sponsorship, that'd probably be right out the window. Yeah, no, obviously. Yeah. Which so, which I, I kind of have a small opinion on that. Not really. I just have a, fault, a small feeling that anybody should be able to promote what they want. Obviously, <laughs> adult entertainment is off the table, but if you're 21, why not let them, um, you know? Well, I think it becomes sponsor. an image thing for the university, it is. especially that's, when you that's realize exactly what it is. I, I, mean, I get it. But. I went, when I was ten, I was following all the Nebraska athletes on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, not saying that ten-year-old me would have had any way to go procure me some Budweiser if Taylor Martinez could have advertised for Budweiser in his time here. It's, it's a small opinion. It's just something I thought of. I'm not fully on board with that, but um, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool, man. But we have seen some pretty cool uh, some pretty cool ventures from these Husker athletes. We mentioned the McGowan's podcast. Yep. Uh, we have Lexi Sun starting her own apparel line um, where she has a new Lexi Sun, I think it's a crew neck sweatshirt cool. uh, that's come out. You can uh, it's like, you go buy that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like volleyball apparel, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and then you've had uh, the the runs of sponsorships have been all over my Twitter feed today with all the the first 100 Husker or Nebraska athletes to go sponsor uh, yep. runs that got some money. Uh, it's like GoPuff, um, which if you don't know what GoPuff is, it's like a almost like a grocery store delivery service pretty much it's like all it's like i think it's a 24-hour delivery service for anything you could need it's basically like a gas station delivery but they have more stuff than like a gas station they have like yeah yeah they have like a warehouse full of tons of stuff yeah but i'm also seeing one of the cool ones i've seen today is a uh yoke gaming which we've already had omar manning uh, assigned to this as well and what yoke gaming does is it allows you to go reserve a time, to go pay and reserve for a, a time to go play video games with your favorite athlete, your favorite college sports athlete. So if I was sitting at home watching my favorite Husker athlete, whoever that would be, uh, playing on Twitch, I could go into this and say, hey, I want to play with you. I'm going to pay you $25 to let me play like one game of Call of Duty with you over the next half hour, and you'll make your money that way, and I'll get to play with you, which I, which I think is actually a pretty good, uh, pretty unique business venture. I think it's from uh, some Youngstown State grads. Very cool. No, that's a great idea. 
especially for people who love gaming. That's another part to this. How many athletes loved playing games and streaming that well, couldn't make money off their streams? Well, this is the thing that I think is cool is that this really allows athletes to make money doing what they want to do, what they, they like love, to do. That their hobby, their talent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I, I outside listen, of sports. I listened to that McGowan's podcast today, and while you can tell those guys don't have the most time behind a mic, you can tell that they enjoy just getting out there and having conversations with people and talking with people. I mean, they had uh, Hoiberg and Abdul Massey on today, and I feel like they got to have conversations with Hoiberg about things that they haven't got to talk with him about uh, in a like a player to coach setting and that's just a super cool thing that yeah. while they can also make money off their podcast they're also doing something that they like which is just talking to people talking to their teammates talking to coaches and, and that's just I mean I mean what, what would if you had the opportunity what would the, the thing that you would want to be oh I'm putting you on the spot here oh, eyes you are have gotten you are I big. man I I don't know uh I've, I've, I'll let's let you be think. real. Uh, let's be real. Players can make money if they want to do uh, radio appearances. Oh yeah. Because now that they're even, they're not harder to get, but they're easier to get in a sense. We you, we now have to pay to get an athlete to go come on a radio show. But before that, we just had no access to him. You don't necessarily have to, but this would you could guarantee your spot with a uh, with, sure. with somebody if you were to, like. I mean, if I had Adrian Martinez's number, which I don't, cr- working on it. I don't know <laughs> what I would. I mean, obviously, merchandise is a great. I, I honestly think every athlete should think about starting their own merchandise line because yeah. that is a great, easy way to... Well, Cam you know. Jurgens has some shirts. Yeah. It's, it's got a big uh, big cattle head on the front, and it says Beef Jerky. Oh, and I love I was it. Like, I was like, I probably wouldn't buy it, but I, I would know some Husker fans that would. Yeah, so many would. But, I mean, I had a thought. Uh, this was this morning in the shower, and everyone knows the best thoughts come to you in the shower, um, where I was thinking, if I was a Husker lineman, I would for sure start reaching out to some restaurants around here and try to find a sponsor too and do a, have you seen like the Barstool's pizza reviews? Yeah. Where you can go and say like, hey, I'm, I'm going to call up my favorite restaurant and say, I'm going to come charge you 50 bucks and I'll come do a food review for one of your items while I have another sponsorship that's like sponsors the whole vlog series who pays me every single time I, I upload an episode. And all I do is I just go to this restaurant, eat their food and give it a review. Sure. And it's good free advertising. If, if there's an offense lineman saying, this is my favorite burrito spot in Lincoln, you better believe I'm hitting up that burrito spot. Definitely. There's going to be a big effect. That's why Lincoln is a special place and why this NIL stuff is going to be really successful here in Lincoln. It's why Nebraska is going to have a leg up on a lot of schools. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we get out of here, I'm, I'm going to preview what we're getting into next segment, and that's that Barstool Sports has entered into the name, image, and likeness. It doesn't seem like they have much of a plan, but we do now have our first Barstool-sponsored college, excuse me, college sports athletes. Um, Travis Vokalek maybe has gotten his uh, his foot in the door based on the quality of his mullet, um, but Dave Portnoy had a little emergency press conference where he talked about what his vision uh, for what these Barstool-sponsored athletes are going to be. Uh, we're going to get into that after the break. Um, again, we also have Brandon Vogel coming up next hour, as well as uh, Burke's Best Bets. That's all coming up here on Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And don't forget your chance to win uh, some hole-in-one tickets uh, five shots. That's coming up after the break before we get to second hour. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. 
Wrapping up Hour 1 here on Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. It's Elijah Herbal alongside Will Wilson. And I mentioned back in the first segment that we are almost into the, the wild west of college sports with uh, name, image, and likeness. just been some chaos because everyone wants to have uh, college athletes sponsor you or your business venture, um, yet it's been kind of confusing the whole process of how you do it. What is the best way to get these college athletes to sponsor you? Uh, and we heard from uh, from Dave Portnoy uh, a little bit earlier today saying that he is getting uh, his business going, trying to sign barstool athletes. It's not really sure what we're going to get from them. Kind of sounds like uh, Brandon Bastards. Do we have this pulled up? There's no plan at all. Uh, yeah, what do you need here? Uh, let's, uh, let's play what Dave Portnoy had to say. Okay, yeah, here it um, is. About uh, his, his plan with uh, signing athletes to the college barstool athletes, whatever. Let's, let's listen to Dave. Okay, so big news out of the NCAA. Players, they can no longer prevent them from making money on their likeness, their image, all that stuff. I didn't give it a ton of thought until a couple hours ago when Adelaide Halverson, she's a volleyball player, Jacksonville State, DM me. She's like, yo, I want to be the first barstool athlete. It's like, all right, what does that mean? I'm in. I don't even know what that means. I'm in. I love the sound of it. It's like, I don't know, just send me some free merch. Not only that, are we sending her all this merch? We're creating Barstool Athlete Exclusive. You can't buy it. Only for our sponsored athletes. Ten minutes after we signed Adelaide Halverson, our first ever, congratulations, official Barstool Athlete. Welcome to the fam, fam. A football player from Stanford reached out. Same thing. He's like, how do I become a Barstool Athlete? Listen, how do you become a Barcelona athlete? If you play Division One sports and you blink at me, we will sign you. We'll send you merch, the custom. You want pizza? We'll give you pizza. You want to come parties for free? You name it. Barcelona Athletes, Inc. I just made that up in my head right there on live stream here. We may become the most powerful agency in the world. And it all started with Adelaide Halverson, Jacksonville State. Bam, you put it up, she'll spike it right in your face. So there's Dave Portnoy, CEO of Barstool Sports, who, I mean, he's been known to make some uh, some smart business decisions, but this just, does it sound like he has a plan here at all? No, there, no there is no plan at all. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of a plan. Like, may, okay, so they talk about merch. Maybe the system is, they Barstool comes out with a new line of merch. Mm-hmm. They send the merch to athletes. And they wear it and post it on their socials. Post it, and then, uh, then Barstool sends the money. Is that how it works? I guess, and maybe then they have him on the back burner. Should I mean Travis Vokalek tweeted at Dave Portnoy and said, "Would you like the the best mullet in college football?" He just said yes, and he said yes because it's yeah. again, if you blink at me, I'll take you. Because it, it just seems like he's taking anyone and everyone. He or every, well, yeah, and also Barstool is highly popular among people our age, right? Anyone really? They're for the common man, and. Uh, Let's be real. Any any athlete would love to be sponsored by Barstool, and we're seeing it. There's just tons of athletes tweeting at Dave right now, and he's accepting all of them. Yeah, so even a D three center, I saw. Yeah, I guess so. This is just what it's it's the wild west. Nobody knows how they're going to get these sponsorships and whatnot. As uh, as Will's fielding a call here at ESPN. Nope. So uh, no, no one on the phone lines, but we are going to give you a chance to call in. Again, phone lines 402-466-3776-1-800-825-5865. As we have your chance to win five shots for the Boy Scouts of America Million Dollar Shots. If you want a chance at being a millionaire, uh, you have a chance this summer while supporting the Boy Scouts. Uh, you try your shot at Highlands Golf Course uh, starting July 14th. Semifinals are July 18th. This gives you five shots to 
move on to the next round. Uh, we're going to be taking two callers here. Again, 402-466-3776. Uh, and we're going to take callers four and callers seven. So get your chance to win some shots out at Highlands Golf Ranch and your chance to win a million dollars. Got Brandon Vogel coming up next. Hail Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Welcome to Hail Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hail Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Into hour two here on Hale Varsity Radio. It's Elijah Herbal and Will Wilson filling in today for Chris Schmidt. He's got the weekend off for the 4th of July, going to watch his son play some baseball as uh, we've just got a, a busy day of name, image, and likeness uh, to discuss. We had Erin Sorensen back in hour one. She was just awesome. The authority on name, image, and likeness for Hale Varsity Magazine. If you uh, missed her interview, you can catch it in the podcast form, ESPNLincoln.com or the ESPN Lincoln Twitter page should be posted shortly after the show. Uh, we're excited now to welcome in the managing editor of Hale Varsity Radio, author of uh, Dream Like a Champion. That's Brandon Vogel. You can find him on Twitter at Brandon L. Vogel. And uh, and Brandon, we got some Husker news to get into, but first I want to ask, with, with name, image, and likeness uh, coming today, is this a new era of college football? Yeah, it really is. It's, it's a new era for uh, amateur athletics, I think, in, in the U.S. for sure, um, when you just think about what a seismic change this is. And it's going to take some time, I think, for everybody to, to find their footing, but you know, today was, well, certainly from the athlete's perspective, but I think for a lot of people, too, who have kind of felt that the NCAA rules were a little bit uh, overly limiting in, in some regards, you know, kind of felt like a celebration for that, too. I mean, it, it was kind of fun to sit there and watch some of this stuff. Now, 90 days from now, am I going to be super excited about another uh, tweet about an online grocery service? <laughs> Maybe not, but hey, go get yours. Brandon, we might get back into name, image, and likeness here in a bit, but we have some breaking news. Uh, I said back in hour one that it was all quiet on the AD front, and it looks like that is now changing just slightly as we had a Parker Gabriel report about uh, 10 minutes ago that Nebraska will be paying Bill Moose a total of $2.9 million as a part of his retirement settlement. That's $575,000 for his remaining salary in 2021, $1.2 million for his salary next year, and a $1 million prorated deferred uh, compensation payment uh, which he was set to earn uh, on let's see December 31st of 2022 his last day on the job so 2.9 million dollars going to Bill Moose is that hush money to keep quiet about the retirement being forced out thing um I don't know if it's if it's hush money I mean I don't know off the top of my head but that seems like pretty close to about everything he was due if he had just uh you know, worked worked for the remainder of his existing contract. I know that deferred payment and the kind of bonus payment at the end was, you know, thought to be in contention, but he's getting his salary for the entire remainder of it, it looks like. And, you know, I, I think we all knew this wasn't your typical retirement for whatever reason. And at that point, if, if Nebraska decides, well, I guess they did decide potentially, this is what we have to do, then all of a sudden the person you want out has has a ton of leverage. And I think that's what these numbers currently reflect. 
Talking with Brandon Vogel here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Brandon, one of the my big takeaways from that number is $2.9 million after a year of COVID in which there were questions about the uh, the stability of the uh, the bank account of the uh, athletic department. Does this put any questions about that to bed? I mean, because $2.9 million is a lot of money, but it's it's still a small chunk of the athletic department's total budget. So I don't know. I'm seeing it from both sides here. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those still uh, kind of swallow hard moments in a way that it wouldn't be without, you know, the pandemic year. Nebraska, um, rightfully so, kind of prides itself on being pretty fiscally responsible and fiscally sound for an athletic department. Uh, I mean, there are big time athletic programs out there that just continually run at a deficit um, and they don't have to. It's what they kind of choose to do. Nebraska is not one of those. They're, they're one of the few schools that probably went into the pandemic with a pretty good sized war chest of, of reserve funds. So to, to have to pay out this, you know, being around college athletics enough, whether it's Nebraska or, you know, Texas, any school you can think of that's kind of up in that upper tier of the power five, there always seems to be a way to find the money. You know, and there's so much at stake that, you know, when it, when it seems like an insane time to fire a coach, Auburn did it with, with Gus Malzahn in a huge buyout. Um, it just seems like, well, they can't fire him because it's just too expensive. It's almost never too expensive. Somehow, some way, these schools find a way to, uh, to pay to make the change. Yeah, we're talking to Brandon Vogel. It kind of seems like, uh, you know, hey, we'll pay you now because we want you out of here. But, you know, like you said, we don't know. Uh, but, you know, we're talking about the AD search. I mean, obviously, Ed Stewart is the name we're talking about. We know Pollard is going to be staying there. Um, you know, any names that you're hearing right now? No, it's it's been surprisingly quiet on that front. And, you know, going into a to a holiday weekend, it looked for a while, um, you know, well, over the previous weekend, like something might happen this week. Like Nebraska might have, have a candidate um, or a, a top two or three, and there, there could, could be an announcement. With Pollard coming out and saying he was effectively out, um, that kind of leaves Stewart. And, and beyond that, I think it's, you know, Ronnie Green made comments this week to the Omaha World Herald about hiring a search firm. So I'm, I'm kind of in the mode of expecting this to play out over the next couple of weeks. Um, I thought maybe they wanted to do it a little bit quicker than that, but this is probably the better path. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to be totally well-versed in the AD world and, and know who some of those up-and-comers are. You know, Sean Eichhorst, when he was hired, I remember that kind of came from out of nowhere. So you got the Ed Stewart and the Nebraska link, and I, I think that's still a strong candidate for, for the Huskers. But I do expect them to kind of turn over every rock because it seems like time is, is less of a limiting factor than I maybe initially thought. Brendan, are, are you surprised that Nebraska made this move allegedly with Bill Moose? I mean, it's called retirement, but... Again, you know what I'm saying. With, with this move being made, are you surprised that Nebraska didn't have a candidate in their back pocket that was ready to step up and accept the job? Um, yes and no, I guess. I mean, it may turn out, you know, they may let the search play out for another couple of weeks. Basically, the scenario I just outlined, knowing they probably got their number one candidate already. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, they, you hire a search firm for a reason, and, and one of the big reasons is, is they're really, really good at keeping this all confidential, it, you know, even through all of the tools that just the general public has to, to access information around these things. So 
I could see that going going both ways. I mean, it, it is hard to kind of do these things on the fly totally if you've still got somebody in place. You know, it, it happens. We see it a lot with coaching searches. Um, and more often than not, something kind of leaks out. And then, then you really look – then things get really rough because it's like, well, we're out here interviewing people or at least having preliminary conversations for a job that's not technically open yet. So um, I think you always, if you're doing your job as an administrator, you always have that list of, of potential candidates or people that catch your eye. Um, but yeah, I think that the timing of this is, is still okay for Nebraska um, in terms of how quickly they need to get it done. Last thought here on the athletic director search before we probably send it back over to some name, image, and likeness news. And that's just, you mentioned the timetable. We're not sure how much of a concern that is for Nebraska. But what do you think the, the final date is for Nebraska where they need to find an athletic director by this date? I, I would be surprised if we got out of the month of July without that. And, and you know, maybe that seems, and it's July 1st, so maybe that seems like a pretty long stretch. But I think you'd want to have somebody in place for sure by the time those fall sports are starting up. I mean, football practice is going to be a, a weekend at that point. Volleyball will be not far behind it. So at that point, I think you need to. And there's also just, you know, so name image likeness started today. That that's going to be a continual learning process for all of these schools as well as the athletes. Um, there's a big change in terms of Nebraska Athletic Department's media rights, which could probably use, you know, leadership at the top to, to help them work through that. So there, there's a lot of things that are in the fire right now. So I think they'll do it as soon as they, they feel good about the candidate and, and there's mutual interest there. But I'd roughly say by the end of the month, I think we'll know who Nebraska's athletic director is at the latest. Jumping over to some uh, NIL thoughts here with Brandon Vogel on Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, it's a monumental day. I know a lot of people thought this would never happen. Uh, my question to you is, Brandon, you know, of course, when kids get to campus, of course they have opportunity to make a lot of money. Uh, but that could quickly come to an end if they're not showing up on the field, right? I mean, when it comes down to it, these guys still got to play football, right? And, and uh, obviously yeah, they, other athletes performing, right? Yeah, they, they do. And I think, you know, that'll, that'll vary a little bit school to school. I think one of Nebraska's advantages here and, and something they probably already are and should continue to highlight in these, these recruiting pitches is because, you know, Florida's going to tell you you can make, you can make money there too. Um, all, all the schools are. You know, one thing that does set Nebraska apart is just kind of the depth of knowledge. You know, it's, it's not unusual to encounter a Husker fan who wants to talk about the next five on the, on the offensive line. You know, who's the, who's the backup right guard? Are they, are they a swing guy? And I think so. a lot of this is going to be pretty competitive. One of the things Nebraska has is – complete attention on the football program and really all University of Nebraska athletics. And that might make it a case where you can say legitimately, hey, if you know, you're going to come in here and probably be the backup left tackle for a little bit, um, backup left tackle has more value at Nebraska than it has at Illinois or someplace else, you know, that might have a little bit more competition for fan interest. So I think that'll be part of it. That might uh, shield Nebraska from a little bit of what you're talking about, but, but you're right. Like it's it's about you got to have a big profile, and that's what gets you bigger numbers in terms of name image like this money. 
Now, Brady, you bring up an interesting point because I was thinking backup left tackle at Nebraska might have more interest in the starting left tackle at somewhere like South Dakota or North Dakota State. So with that in mind, do you think it could potentially be a problem somewhere down the road that there's guys that are going to a school, I don't want to say that's out of their league, but somewhere where that's not the best fit in order to capitalize on the name, image, and likeness money as opposed to focusing on their athletic careers? It, it could be. Um, you know, that'll be one of those things that oh, will have to play out over multiple years probably before we, we can even see the shift and then assess what it means. But I, I, I'm guessing that'll happen to some people. I think the majority of players are still going to, they're going to hear the NIL pitch everywhere they go. Um, they're probably still going to choose schools based on most of the same factors they do now, which tends to be, you know, comfort with the coaching staff, I think, as much as anything. Um, look at NFL and, and so on. I mean, that's, that's kind of an interesting thing, too, that I've seen some people bring up. Like, does this lead more college players to delay an NFL decision, potentially? Like, if you're, if you're a, you know, high school front runner or something like that and, and pulling in six figures a year, yeah, it makes it a little bit easier to not just say, well, I've done everything I can. I'm, I'm ready to make money now, because you already are. So, so that'll be an interesting thing to watch. Yeah, I'm curious, Brandon. Uh, you know, you're, you're big over there at Hill Varsity. I'm curious, does Hill Varsity have any uh, ideas about, you know, maybe collabing with some athletes? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting question. And I've, I've thought about it quite a bit for, you know, the past month or two, um, off and on, and I will say nothing Nothing soon uh, is coming from us. I mean, I, I do think there's a question here of journalism. And, well, let's take last year, for example, and, and say we're partnered with Luke McCaffrey or Adrian Martinez. Does that change? Mm-hmm. Does, does just the knowledge of that relationship change how you cover a quarterback race? And does it change how people perceive your coverage of that quarterback race? So I'm very much in a to the degree that I'm a decision maker, um, ready to take a slow approach with that because I think there's some conflicts there that are potentially uh, problematic if, if you want to provide unbalanced or unbiased and balanced coverage uh, of the team that you, you cover. Brandon Vogel's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. Brandon, we got about two minutes left here, uh, and I just want to – kind of get your get your read on the room whenever you've seen these athletes posts uh from the university of nebraska you were mentioning how in six months they might be kind of annoying but while they're still kind of fun and fresh when, when you look at let's see you had casey rogers uh he was sponsoring a dog training uh service here in nebraska you had lexi son with the apparel uh you had a lot of runs of posts few go puff posts um has there been anything that's that's piqued your interest and said ah okay that that's a good one i wouldn't have thought of that i'm, I'm uh I might buy that brand now. Yeah, not, not so far. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen a, a handful of them. I, I think, you know, at this early stage, not just the athletes, but the businesses are figuring it out too. So, so we've seen some good ones. I thought, you know, Casey Rogers, uh, the, the dog trading post that he had, I thought it was a good one. Cause you know, people are always looking for recommendations about their pets. And this was one that he said in his tweet, and you know, I have no reason to disbelieve him, that it was something he actually used, you know? So that seemed like a pretty natural partnership. I think you'll continue to see a lot of, you know, the go puff sort of thing where it's just like, Hey, we're interested. Uh, we need you to, to share this on social and here's what it's worth to us. And you can say yes or no. Um, I think long-term people like Lexi Sun. I, I think this is really going to put an impetus on for high school kids. And I don't know if this is good or bad, but 
the larger your social following is coming in, the better off you're you're going to be because uh, it's so much about just the dollars and cents of that. And people with 200,000, 400,000 followers, uh, you know, I saw two, two, basket, two women's basketball players from Fresno State were two of the first people to announce a deal at midnight last night. Um, and it's because they have a huge social following. So it's going to be interesting to see how the brand building, quote unquote, kind of trickles down to the elite high school levels. Last thought here, Brandon, about 10 seconds. If you were a college athlete right now, which uh, which company would you reach out to trying to get a sponsorship? Ooh, good question. Well, there's some I have to avoid. This is going to be basic. Coca-Cola. Mm. I, I'm ashamed to admit I do like Coca-Cola. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Brandon, appreciate the time here. We're not going to be talking to you on Saturday, so we'll talk to you next week. All right, bud? Sounds good, guys. Thanks a lot. Here he is, Brandon Vogel on Hale Varsity Radio, uh, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Fun show here on a Thursday as it's Elijah Herbal and Will Wilson filling in for Chris Schmidt, who's got the weekend off for the 4th of July. And Will, before we get back into name, image, and likeness, because where else would we go today? Uh, I, I do want to ask, 4th of July plans this weekend? Are you going to be spending, like, whenever you celebrate the 4th, do you spend the most on food, booze, or fireworks? Wow. That's that's probably the best way to go to, to gauge what type of weekend you're going to have. Definitely booze. Definitely booze. You know, now, now with uh, rent and everything, you don't really have to do the fireworks thing. Uh, here I am talking about rent, and I'm moving in with my parents tomorrow. But, uh, you know, you get what I mean. Mostly booze nowadays, uh, especially now that, you know, you go to parties, there's already food. You don't have to buy food. There's already a, a buffet <laughs> for you right when you show up at the lawn. So that's why 4th of July is great. You know, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I think some some of us are thinking about going out to the farm. Uh, Elijah, if you got nothing going on, you could definitely come with. Uh, go out there, do a little fishing, some drinking, hit some golf balls. So uh, that's what we'll be doing, yeah. We'll see. On the 4th, I'm going to be in here uh, doing some Salt Dogs baseball. Go Dogs. Uh. Oh, that's okay. Oh, it's an early afternoon game, so I still have my whole evening. Okay, no, nothing happens during the day. Anyway, the third, that's still a... I have an invite to a to a pool at a, a friend's here in town. Oh, I guess it's his parents' pool, but like still, that just means like his parents are going to have awesome food. Um, let's see, I could, there's a concert in Fremont or Norfolk or something? I think it's Fremont. There's a, a country concert that I was invited to, but I don't know the artist. Okay. And somebody who's listening is going to know exactly which uh, concert this is, and they're going to say, oh, Elijah, and I'm sorry. Don't know who it is, but I do have an invite to that. I'm not quite sure, but I am the type of guy who usually spends an entire paycheck on fireworks. Do you actually? Oh, I love blowing stuff up. It's wow. it's one of my one of my greatest joys in life is blowing things up. Interesting. Um, <laughs> so I, there was also the uh, the option to go head out to the... Uh, the old gun range and go uh, go shoot some clay pigeons. Oh, cool! So that that was also an option on Saturday. So I'm still I'm still working through my options. The problem with that is like, fireworks and booze. They tell you it's a bad mix. I think it's a great mix. Um, fireworks and or sorry, booze and guns. I'm well aware that's a bad mix. I I, I want to stay away from that one. Whilst you know I want to be able to booze. So very important. We'll see. But before we uh, we get into Burke's best bets here in about 15 minutes, uh, I do want to hit on the topic of what this name, image, and likeness means for Nebraska in particular. I mean, I think Husker fans out there are excited whenever you see the passion of this fan base saying, well, 
who wouldn't want to come to Nebraska seeing the passion of this fan base, the amount of money they can make. Blake Lawrence uh, sat down with friend of the show, Will Bauer. You used to hear him on this show yeah. as uh, he was a former producer of Hale Varsity Radio. He's now working with Nebraska Public Media in their uh, their news department. And he sat down with, uh, with Blake Lawrence yesterday uh, discussing this name, image, and likeness and what it can mean for Nebraska. For Nebraska fans that have long wanted and wished for Nebraska football to return to prominence. Name, image, and likeness rights monetization is the path for Nebraska to stand out again because the fan base and the support for Nebraska is undeniable. The love for the student-athletes that come to Nebraska is unwavering. And when a fan can now directly support student athletes by compensating them for autographs or having them be the spokesperson for their business. Nebraska is going to be in a position to stand out from others in the big 10 conference from others across the country, because the the new buzz in recruiting one year from now will be that, you know, Nebraska has got all those fans in the stands, right? But they're also helping you outside of this. If you start uh, your own clothing line, they buy the merchandise. If you do an appearance, they show up. If you say you're signing autographs, there's a line around the block, and that's what makes Nebraska special, and that's what makes Nebraska great, and it's also going to make Nebraska return to the highest levels because now every time those fans do line up around the block, the student-athletes can earn a a buck or two, and that's going to turn into the whispers and rumblings and recruiting circles that makes Nebraska start to land those recruits that looked elsewhere for some time, and that's going to be critical for Nebraska football to get back. So that's Open Door CEO Blake Lawrence uh, sitting down with Will Bauer discussing what this means for Nebraska. And uh, I remember actually Blake Lawrence came and sat down with my high school class. I think I've told you this story before, Will. And uh, I remember he, he pulled up in a very, very nice Ford Mustang. And now with his name, image, and likeness, it, it's soon to be him pulling up to a – or to – Let's be honest, he's not even going to go talk to high schools anymore. He's probably past that. He's going to be rolling up in a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be good for them, but I could... I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know this too. I mean, they're they're very humble guys, yes. and, and uh, that that is not why they're doing this. They are doing this so other athletes uh, can make money, and they've just been trailblazers this whole time uh, through the whole process. And yeah, uh, he nailed it. He, he he talks about Nebraska and how it's a special place, and you mentioned it earlier, Elijah. There's no really other professional sports here in Nebraska. I mean, yeah, you got the Storm Chasers, you got the Salt Dogs, but the Huskers rule this state. And because of that, Nebraska is going to be the state to go to if you want to make money. I mean, yeah, Clemson, I guess they're in a state that doesn't have too many professional there's still you still like the ohio states of the world who are going to be money makers regardless uh alabama you know alabama probably oregon u.s no not probably not usc usc struggles in this and in la sometimes they're kind of getting overshadowed occasionally sure but uh, but there's a lot of money in la and that's where they'll be fine Mm -hmm. yeah um but before i get back into this really fast i just want to mention um Blake Lawrence and Adi Kunalik, like just right idea, right time. It was, it was they streamlined uh, advertising and promotions for professional sports and made it like a one-stop shop at Open Doors. And then uh, with name, image, and likeness coming, that's just like so perfect for them. That's that's a great for University of Nebraska graduates. I know Blake's from Kansas uh, and uh, just pretty much local guys. They, they've they've put their roots down here, so good for them. But back to your point, uh, just being. I mean, yeah, if, if I'm a recruit looking at Nebraska, Blake mentioned 
this is how Nebraska stands out from the crowd now. And th- that's something I've wondered about, like, even whenever I was in high school and I had friends that were in the recruiting process or now as I'm in college and I think about, like, why would you come to Nebraska? And I've, I've asked that whenever I've, like, talked to people, to athletes on campus, I said, why Nebraska? Because as somebody who's from here. Um, oh, I agree. It's, it's, it's not that Nebraska is bad, but I'll go visit other campuses and I'll go, Wow, these campuses are stunning. They're in Nashville. Well, uh, they have a great party scene, whatnot. And I go, why Nebraska? And uh, there's, I mean, I've gotten a whole bunch of different reasons. But I think soon, if I were to go ask that same question, I think a lot of people are going to be saying the well, fan support at Nebraska is unmatched and it gives me the best chance to make money. I have that same thought. You could agree with this. There's a lot of people uh, that go to Nebraska from Chicago, a, yes. a ton. Also, a lot from California. I've met I met people from Seattle from so far away, and I ask them, you know, why? Of course, it's scholarships. Yeah, and they're getting a good scholarship to be here for their academics. They're not athletes I mean, at I've, all. I meet multiple from, students like, Brazil who come to Nebraska, and I go, like, what of any of the the colleges you could have picked in the United States to come to? Why Nebraska? And it's, it's yeah, but it's it's money, and obviously we have a ton of it as we just paid Bill Moose three million dollars to not work anymore. Uh, but it's it's a special place, unlike not many other schools in the world there's a reason the big red blitz works there's a reason we fill our stadium for a spring game athletes see that and there, it's another reason for athletes to come to Nebraska. Right, there's a reason we have the best volleyball attendance in the country right. i mean we have some of the better uh, women's softball support in the country we're the um, only school that profits off volleyball and hawaii i think we're the only two hawaii and nebraska are the only two schools that profit off volleyball I mean, uh, the the support of the men's basketball program is pretty astounding, too. Women's basketball gets good turnout. Just Nebraska fans will come support a good, successful Nebraska team. And I think when you go pitch that to recruits, it's it's only going to be good things for Nebraska. And again, as Blake Lawrence said, this is the way for Nebraska to stand out in the new era of college football, the NIL era of college football. And we're moving into a 12-team college football playoff. This, this right here, Nebraska's fan support and the potential of athletes to come in and not only I mean make ends meet while they're in college I mean you hear the stories of like other athletes who couldn't make ends meet in college Reggie Bush for one um uh Juwan Howard from the Fab Five was struggling to make ends meet uh Johnny Manziel was signing thousands of dollars worth of autographs and now you can come here and not only just make ends meet off your name image like this you can leave college more financially stable than when you entered college who's Shabazz Napier no no was it him the guy who played for UConn? UConn, yeah, Napier. Yeah, he he also struggled to make ends meet. He, he talked about how he starved some nights, uh, which seems a bit outrageous. But we all have our concerns about NIL. One concern for me is just uh, these young kids getting a lot of money. And, Elijah, you and I were 18 and 19 at some point. Hell, we're 22, and if we get handed $20,000, we may go crazy. You know, <laughs> Going to the casino, baby! Exactly. I mean, it's it's a it's an honest concern of mine of, of players handling their money, but also controlling the egos in the locker room. That mm-hmm. is going to be an issue. There's going to be jealousy among players, one guy making more money than the other when one thinks he should be making more than the other. It's going to be tough on the coaches to control that locker room because there's going to be a lot of chemistry to control. Money, what does money do? It tears people apart, right? It could happen in college football. This is what's going to happen. We're now putting money into college football. There's going to be repercussions to this, right? So something we don't like, but we're going to have to live with it. Well, I mean, think about it. The most popular person on a college football team is usually the backup quarterback. And that's, I mean, in the name, image, and likeness there, that, that, that old adage may change just because you're kind of looking at followers now. You're looking at reach. You're looking at right. all these things. But still, uh, you, you bring up a great point. And... 
I mean, I, I expect that the university is going to have people down on campus, academic advisors, um, name, image, and likeness compliance officers who are going to be there, like making sure, I don't want to say holding the athletes' hands, but essentially walking them through every step of the process, making sure they're doing well. But that is an interesting point that I haven't thought of before. And it's just. But you agree, don't you? I mean, it will happen. There is going to be some egos that come with money. Mm -hmm. And it's just. It's not healthy for a locker room. You and I, I mean, obviously, they're athletes. All athletes have egos, but it's going to be a whole different level when money comes into play. Before we get out of here this segment, again, Danny Burke's best bets coming up uh, after the break. Let's talk a little bit, though, about uh, a game we're going to talk about with Danny, and that's the Hawks and the Bucks. As we have heard, and we know Giannis is out for game five tonight. Uh, yep. Series is tied 2 2, so it's a pretty crucial game uh, out in Milwaukee. Giannis is out, and Trey Young, I believe you told me, is a game-time decision or doubtful? That's the last thing I heard about 20 minutes ago, that he is a game-time decision. So what do you think that means? What do I, I think that means that the medical staff doesn't want Trey Young to play, but Trey Young wants to play. I, I agree. That's what I read that as. They're saying, oh, man, you want to play? All right, go through pregame warm-ups. You, you got to jump through some hoops for us. But if, if you can make it through all those, we'll let you play, but we don't want you to. As a medical staff, though, I feel like you let him play if he wants to play. If he tells you he wants to play, you let him play. I agree. It's the playoffs. Yeah. I agree. Without Giannis, it, they don't, the Hawks don't have to do much tonight. Just a, guard Middleton, right? <laughs> Holiday, guard him. Uh, make Lopez beat you. Yeah, for, make Lopez just drain <laughs> shots in your face, and you had a good shot to win. He may do it, though. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I never. I don't want to count that Bucks team because they did take down the Nets. Right. But this Hawks team has been my surprise of the playoffs, and I would love – Love, love to see a Hawks versus Suns NBA Finals. That would be a great Finals. I agree because it would have been the unexpected Finals. It sounds like they and it looks like they match up pretty well together, as far as I'm concerned. I'd say, I think the the Suns would have the advantage. I guess we'll cross that road when and if we get there. But right now, I'm rooting for the Hawks hard in the Eastern Conference because I think Suns Hawks just for the unexpected factor of what I thought a month ago, two months ago, would make that really fun. We got Danny Burke, Burke's Best Bets, coming up after the break. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back in, rolling through a Thursday here on Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. It's Elijah Herbal alongside Will Wilson. We're excited now to welcome in the pride of Chicago, Danny Burke. You can find him on Twitter, at Danny Burke 5 for all of your sports betting needs. Danny, how you doing as, as we're getting up to the, uh, the end of the NBA and NHL season how is just those seasons as a whole how are they looking man you know it's been up and down for sure and that's typically the way that you know betting in general goes but specifically with the NBA because it's such a volatile sport I mean throughout the course of the regular season and you know that's how it was from the betting perspective for me but honestly throughout the playoffs we've been we've been a little bit more consistent with our winners because the nice thing about that is since you're locked into these series you get more of a preconceived notion of what's going to happen sometimes in some of these games. And maybe not on a team-to-team, just outright winning basis, but a lot of times on my show, we dive into the props. And that's kind of a big sample size you can get into and take advantage of because you say, hey, you know, this guy scored X amount in game one and close to that in game two. You have a better idea of what they're going to do in game three as opposed to the regular season where you're seeing a different team every night. So that's kind of what we've been honing in on, and we've been making a profit off of it. So it's been a lot of fun so far. Well, Danny, just driving right into the uh, the analysis there. That's what we like to hear. But before we get into your weekend picks, Danny, uh, I want to ask, did you stay away from the College World Series? Were you betting the College World Series, or did you just get to enjoy that final series? Honestly, you know, I just enjoyed it more so as a fan. I kind of stayed away from it as a betting 
side of things. And, and sometimes in years past, I'll get involved with it. But really, I've just been so focused on the NBA, NHL, and baseball as to this point, and even a little bit of NFL offseason, too, that I just didn't have as much time. And, you know, from my side of things, if I'm going to bet it, I want to devote enough time to doing so instead of kind of just blindly picking one side versus the other with not having enough information. So, you know, really I kind of just watched it more so as a spectator and a fan as opposed to a better. But it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, that one had its ups and downs, that's for sure. But uh, Nebraska, you know, even before that was a little fun for the time being. And, you know, that's always good to see those guys doing well. Yeah, how about them dogs winning their first ever national championship? Good for Mississippi State. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look. The fun thing about the College World Series is that a lot of times you get these consistent top teams, but a year like this, you know, that was kind of just a little bit more unique all around, and you appreciate sports overall kind of even more so, especially collegiately, I would say, from what happened this past year when we didn't, you know, know what was going to be back in the mix, and just seeing that in a new team getting to hoist up the trophy was just such a fun thing to watch. Well, Danny, let's get into what lies ahead of us this weekend. As we finished up the Western Conference Finals, the Suns last night uh, advancing to the NBA Finals, which is awesome for the Suns, but we still have the Eastern Conference Finals to finish up. We have the Hawks and Bucks going at it tonight. I'm seeing the Hawks currently a three-point underdog. So uh, what, what are you looking at in this game tonight? So the way I was handicapping this one, I mean, this is such a tough one because we didn't officially know what was going to happen with Giannis and Trey Young. Now we know that at this point that Giannis is going to be out of the game and, you know, Trey Young questionable last I saw. And even if he goes, I mean, that's only an advantage to Atlanta. And if he doesn't, I still think the advantage lies with the Hawks because my thing with the Bucks really leading into this postseason and even before and why I never fully trusted them they're not a deep team. And, you know, an argument that I made for Milwaukee compared to other teams is, you know, and, and I said this a while back, and it's kind of crazy that it's coming to fruition. It's nothing to celebrate. It stinks. But I was like, if you take Giannis off of the team, this squad is really not good, not deep whatsoever. I mean, that's a guy that's getting you 32-plus consistently. And not only that, he's doing it on the defensive side of the floor as well. And then you go, okay, well, what about Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton? Well, Chris Middleton's been the most volatile player this postseason. He could drop 35 one game and 14 the next. It's kind of ridiculous. He has to step up tonight. We know that. And, you know, Drew Holiday, him defensively, he did a great job against Trey Young. But at the same time, now that he's out of the mix, who is he going to step up and stop? Is it going to be Bogdanovich or someone else? I just don't really know if the Bucks can compete enough offensively. So I think the Hawks are the deeper team despite missing Trey Young potentially. So I took three and a half actually with Atlanta. I know it's at three now. I would still take the points with them. I think they get the outright win, honestly. Danny, do you see them outright winning this series as well uh, with how the Bucks have been playing so far this year? I mean, the Hawks have been probably the most impressive team to me in the playoffs this year. So I guess you got a question then, is Giannis going to be back in the mix by the time this series is over or not? And, you know, at this point, I don't want to rush to do anything. You can still get Atlanta as a slight dog to win the series at about even money, I think, at some spots in the Bucks, or like minus 125 or something like that. So, you know, I'm going to take it more so by a game-to-game basis if I had to bet anything based on the price and based on, you know, foreseeing what may happen with the star players. I think I'd still go with Atlanta here again. I mean, this team is just deep enough to be able to beat this Bucks team. And I kind of thought that from the beginning. It's nothing that I bet. And, you know, it's kind of easier to say that now. But, you know, the Hawks do what they did in game two. We saw that happen against the Sixers. They'll go out, surprise people in one game, and then not only lose, but incredible fashion the next game. Now, game three, they probably should have won that game. 
Game four, they were out to a hot start even when Giannis was in the mix. So I do think Atlanta has the firepower to win the series, and it's not going to surprise me one bit if they do, and I'd probably gravitate toward them moving on. Danny, I personally have been following the uh, the NHL playoffs this season, and I know I don't see many picks uh, from the NHL side of things on your Twitter page, so uh, this may not be your expertise, but have you been watching this Lightning and Habs series at all as as the Lightning took a two-games-to-none series lead last night? Yeah, you know, well, so the thing about us betting with NHL – we're not as much, uh, you know, uh, consistently betting it. It's more so a quality over quantity, where it's actually uh, the highest percentage sport for me. I think we're like 29 and 11 on our NHL picks. Oh, wow. So seldom do they come, but we make the most of our opportunities when we're taking them. And, and with this series, instead of betting the Lightning, because they were my second team to win the Cup besides DGK in terms of futures, I did Vasilevsky to win the Smythe Trophy at about plus 135 before the series started. Thought process being instead of laying upwards to minus 250 on the Lightning, if the Lightning win, you're assuming that Vasilevsky, already the short shot favorite to win that award, with the correlation would be that he would win it. So then essentially you're getting the Lightning at plus money. So that's the way I handicapped it. As for game three, I think this one is a complete stay away because, you know, if anything, maybe you take a puck and a half with Montreal at home, you're going to have to be laying a price there. But not only do I think that Montreal may take it close, I don't think they're going to win it outright per se in Game 3, but I think they make it a little bit closer. Take a look at that under. That's what I liked in Game 2 as well. Carey Price is still a solid goalie. Tampa Bay's just so deep, and Vasilevsky's going to continue to cruise. The total will probably be at 5, which isn't ideal. You could always buy the half goal and lay a little bit more toward the under, or just hope that it's going to be more so of a 3-1 type of game, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see that again. Danny, that Vasilevsky bet's looking great. He was standing on his head last night. I think 40-plus saves in the win. Just incredible. That, that, that's, a, that's a good-looking bet right now, if I do say so myself. Um, but, Danny, before we let you get out of here, I want to ask you about the match coming up next Tuesday. Uh, currently, I am seeing that Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers are the favorite in this one. Is this something I, sh- I should even think about betting on? <laughs> you know, this one's funny because, you know, last year when we had it, there wasn't anything else going on. You almost felt like you had to bet it. This one... I'd probably do more so. You know, I haven't looked into it too much. I think if you're going to do it, just be sure that you're willing to lose the money that you put on it because (laughs) this one obviously is so just random. And maybe even if you do it before the event starts, you can always attack it with the in-game perspective. So I'd probably wait till maybe after a couple holes and then try to get a bet in from there, though. Danny Ashraz, this is your best bet segment. So do you have a lock of the weekend before we let you go? Uh, nothing in terms of the weekend looking ahead per se, but like I said, I took three and a half tonight with Atlanta and then also did a prop with uh, Capella to record a double-double. I like the price on it at, at about plus 106, considering Giannis is out of the mix. If Capella is a go and is going to be 100%, he's going to take advantage like he did last game. He'll rack up the boards because the presence won't be you know, as down low as much as we saw with Milwaukee prior with Giannis in there. Shots will be coming deeper, more rebounds, and more opportunities offensively. So that's another bet that I tagged along. Well, Danny, that's good stuff. Good luck on all your bets this weekend. You can find them on Twitter at DannyBurke5 for all your betting needs. Danny, have a good one, all right? Appreciate it. You as well. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Wrapping up a Thursday here on Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. It's Elijah Herbal sitting in alongside Will Wilson. And I'm going to be back in tomorrow as Chris 
is off until Tuesday to enjoying his 4th of July weekend. Going to have a couple more chances for you to win the million bucks courtesy of the uh, Boy Scouts of America with that hole-in-one challenge. Going to give you a couple more chances to win here in a few minutes. But first, uh, we were discussing back in the first hour uh, with Aaron and a little bit afterwards the uh, the Reggie Bush situation where he is now saying he wants his Heisman Trophy back. And the question is, is does he deserve to have his Heisman Trophy back? Because I, the way I see it, I think his violations would still not be permissible under the new NIL regulations. No, no they're not. Uh, Aaron made it very clear uh, when we talked to her that you know he got money before he committed and before he went to school you know he she said it might have been a loan of some sort but nonetheless that's illegal you can't do that you can't pay someone to play for you which is what it was and yeah everyone's and for the record i would love reggie bush to have his heisman back i'm not i'm not like being against that i'm just saying this is totally different we're talking about name image and likeness this is but improper benefits but i think the heart of the argument from reggie bush is that he wouldn't have needed these improper benefits had he had the opportunity to profit off his own name image and likeness and that's a good point but he still accepted money before he got to school yeah money uh, i think there was a, a limousine ride to the heisman trophy presentation which seems a little crazy that the NSA just doesn't give that to you but now it, some of those benefits i totally think we should get away from well and another problem with with bush here was that he was signed with an agent while playing at usc it was one of those under the table agent deals yeah um and and that's kind of where the issue stemmed from but you mentioned the limo i mean i'm fine with that like there's there is a ton of improper benefits that should be straight up benefits mm-hmm. um and i think that's something we need to look at and redo that too but the but i i understand the argument from from reggie bush which is that man if i could have just gone out and signed a thousand autographs and made ten thousand dollars i wouldn't have needed to have an agent signed i wouldn't have had a, needed to receive improper benefits because i could have taken care of my family while i was in school uh, i remember there was a, an espn story on it like right after this was all happening where it was pretty much reggie saying like no, I mean, I was not living the life at USC, but I, I was famous. I was doing well. And my mom, my sister, they were they were struggling. Like, I, I wasn't even doing that great at USC. And yeah, I'm probably the most famous athlete in the country. Yeah, no way. And I get that. I do. Um, but everyone's having this conversation. When it comes down to it, that was improper benefits. And what passed today still doesn't let that go. If name, image, and likeness was around back then, do you think Reggie Bush would have made more money than any other athlete during his time in college reggie bush was a phenomenon he he would have made a lot of money uh we talked about joe, joe burrow during the break i mean that run he went out with lsu he would have made a fat ton of money a uh, tebow tebow would have made tons tebow of would have made a lot um uh geez we know johnny manziel made a lot <laughs> or made some and only received a half game suspension for only it. only a half game baker <laughs> of course baker he was he was a stud when he was in college you know he would have got some um, Jameis Winston probably wouldn't have had to steal any uh, crab legs from the store if he had name, image, and likeness. That's true. That's the story that's never going to leave him. I mean, what about, talk about guys who would have made a lot of money. Let's talk about Ndamukong Sue when he was on Nebraska. I oh, mean, my. That, that right there. I mean, aside from the quarterbacks, I look at Ndamukong Sue would have made a whole bunch of money at Nebraska. Uh, who else in, since since 2000, since, since the glory years, who would have made a lot of money? Eric Crouch. But I'm kind of also putting him in with the glory years. Um, Rex might have done something oh, just because yeah. he was so well-loved. And the sexy Rexy moniker put that on a t-shirt, you would have made tons of money. Yeah, KFRX tried, and the university sent all the t-shirts to a third-world country. 
I need so, to find some of those. So there's a small country in Africa walking around with sexy Rexy shirts. Well, there was a game where Kansas lost uh, the national championship game in basketball. I think it was 2008. I think, and uh, my uncle, who he worked for the uh, the government in uh, Mo- Mozambique, the U.S. government in, in Mozambique, and he was out there and he saw a like a I, th- I can't remember what year it was. It was like a 2008 Kansas National Championships T-shirt, and he went and looked it up, and Kansas did not win the national championship that year. And he's like, "Oh my God, they actually sent him to the third world countries." Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> but Interesting. Before, before we get out of here, it's your chance to win a million bucks with the Boy Scouts. They're doing the hole in one uh, tournament out at Wilderness uh, Golf Club. Uh, so, uh, which, which color should we take here, Will? Uh, let's just do uh, five and six. Okay, f- f- colors five and six will win uh, five shots at the Boy Scouts Million Dollar Shot Challenge. Again, it's your chance to win a million bucks. Give us a call, 402-466-3776, colors five and six.